Okatov, today's daf is daf Lamed Hey in Yavamas, as we learned for a four shalom for Yosef Asriel Ben Chaim Michal and Alasar Ben Ruuma. Yesterday we got down to about eight lines from the bottom of Lamed Hey Abad Aleph. The Mishnah had said in the case where two men who were turned out to be brothers married two sisters, and um, <clears throat> at the Kedushan everything went well, and then they got mixed up at the wedding, at the chuppah, and they reversed, and each one slept with the other one's wife. So <clears throat> we said that. Um, they, since it was the show, they, they just have to bring carbonos. We went into the 16 carbonos that have to be brought in cases that, in case where there were shoes that they were also nidos, etc. And then we separate them for three months so we should know whose child it was. And we said that speaking about where there were multiple beasts, they're not they're not misabra, if they were virgins, there's not misabra from the first birth. And we said if they were children, little children, and Ruiz Lele they can go back right away because it's a weird case. In other words, normally the Rabbata were goes there, even girls who were under bat mitzvah should have three months of Avchana, but over here this is a weird case and therefore it's a Nosoloshkiach. Then we said at the very end, this is Imayu Kahanas of Salsmachum, if they were, if these girls, if these women, Rachel and Leah, were uh, daughters of Kohanim, they're apostle from eating Truma. So the Gemara says, <coughs> because they were nevertheless, we had cases where. If, we, uh, if a woman uh, was married to a Kohen and was raped, um, if, she's, if she's married to Israel and she was raped, it was against her will, she can go back to her husband. If they were connoisseurs, kind of learned out of a Pasuk, if she was married to a Kohen, she can't. But here we're, apparently we're talking about women who were Kohanis. The Gemara says, Kohanis ain't Yisrael as well. I don't understand. Only if they were daughters of Kohanim, then they can't. Uh, if 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 they were if they were Yisraelises, if they were Jew, regular Jewesses, not not the daughters of Kohanim, if they're married to a Kohen, they still can't go back. They're still also to go back to their husband and to eat truma. So what does that mean? What does it mean if they were if they were if these girls were the daughters of Kohanim, then they're possible from eating truma, even if they weren't, even if they were Yisraelises and they were married to Kohanim, since they slept with the wrong guy, right? Some somebody was usher to them on punishment of chorus or worse of Misa, even though it was Bishogeg. Their apostle, their, their, and for them it was uh, even if they were forced, if it was uh, if you hold that uh, uh, that Pitukana is like is like an ones, uh, they're still forbidden to go back to their husbands or Kohanim. So Amos, the Gemara says, change it to Imhayinashe Kohanim. If they were the women of Kohanim, if they were the wives of Kohanim. Then uh, they can't eat truma. So the Gemara in the Sheikhohanim and the Sheisrael and Lo. Now here we come to a famous. We we, we all know the rule. Uh, uh, difficult as this to accept that if a, if a Jewish woman married woman is raped and she's married to Israel, she can go back to her husband. She's married to a coin, she can't. But here we tell you another thing. He says only in Sheikhohanim and Sheisrael and Lo. If they were the women married to Israel, then they are not possible to eat truma. But Amar of Amram. Ram said, Homil Samil of Sheshes. Sheshes told us this halacha, and he enlightened our eyes, must be from a Mishnah. We'll see the talk about this later on in, in about 20, 20 block. The Gemara is going to discuss this. Let's say she was wife of Israel and she was a rape. Even though she can go back and live with her husband, she can't marry a coin if her husband subsequently died. If her husband divorced her anyway, she can't marry a coin. But if she was, if her husband subsequently died, right, a girl was raped. And she could stay with her husband. Her husband's Israel. But if afterwards her husband died, she can't marry a Kohen anymore. Once she has been defiled in that manner, she can never be with a Kohen, whether it's his current husband or even a later husband. She can't eat Truma. 
So what do you mean over here, Kohanas? If you mean daughters of Kohana, daughters of Kohanim, daughters of Yisraelim who are married to Kohanim are also forbidden from eating truma. Uh, why is it only daughters of Kohanim? Oh, you mean daughters, so you mean wives of Kohanim. Only wives of Kohanim are possibly eating truma. Wives of Yisraelim are also possibly eating truma if they later marry a Kohen. They can't marry a Kohen later on, nor they could eat truma. This is what it means. This is what we're talking about. We're not talking about husbands at all over here. It's true. If a woman is married to a Kohen and she was raped or she was married to Israel and subsequently tried to marry a Kohen, she cannot marry a Kohen. Um, uh, if she was married to a, uh, whether she was married to a Kohen and was raped, she can't go back to her husband or she was married to Israel, to Israel. And uh, she, where she could go back to her husband, she can never marry a Kohen subsequently, nor eat his truma. But over here, we're speaking about really the daughters of Kohanim, like we assume the word Kahanos means. Kahanos means a female Kohen. She's from a Kohen family. If they were married to Israel and then uh, they were they were divorced or widowed, and there were no children, they can't eat truma anymore in their, in their father's homes. Meaning this, uh, a Kohen can eat truma. And him and his family could eat truma. Even his Evid Kanani could eat truma. His wife and his children could eat truma. And his daughter could eat truma. If she marries Israel, she can't eat truma anymore, right? If she married Israel and Israel died but left children, divorced her or left children, so she has children who are Yisraelim, she can't eat truma anymore. But if her husband divorced or died and there were no children, she goes back to her father's house and she can eat truma from her father because she's like single again. She goes back to her father's house. However, if she's been raped in this way, that's what he means over here. If they were Kahanas, if Rachel lay in this case were Kahanas, even if there's no children and their husbands die, they're possible meaning truma of their father. Hanlach Arbach, and this completes the third parak. And now we begin the fourth parak, Acholitz, the famous parak. Acholitz, we know that you, when a man dies, Reuben dies and left a, a, a wife with no children, he does, you do either Chalitza, Shimon does either Chalitza or Yibam. He has an option of either rejecting her or marrying her. Today we only do chalitza, but the halach in the Torah is, if you're capable of doing yibam, you do chalitza. If you don't do yibam, if for some reason you don't do yibam, let's say she's a relative, let's say the Shimon cannot perform yibam on Leah, his deceased brother's wife, Leah. For example, if, let's say Leah was his daughter or was his wife's sister, then we learn in the first parak, etc., that no yibam, no chalitza. There are cases where you do chalitza, midrabonan, because the rabbi said, don't do even do chalitza like today. We don't do even today, but you do chalitza because Benatar, there would be evil. And uh, so either when either when the rabbis repeat or where there's a suffix, when you're not sure, then you do chalitza to get out of the various problems that exist. We already mentioned some speakers. We'll see more now here. Now, let's say the whole, we know that the whole even applies only when there's no children. Right. So what are you supposed to do? If Reuven dies and he has a brother Shimon and there are no children. Can he perform any, let's say he wants to do Yibam. Does he do Yibam right away? No, you always have to wait three months to know whose kid it is, right? Also, you have to see if she's pregnant. Wait three months to see if she's pregnant, maybe, right? Not just to see whose kid it is, because if she's pregnant, what should you do? You wait and see if there's a, val- a viable child. So what happens if he didn't wait? gave Shimon gave Chalitza to Reuben's wife, Leah. Fidentis Mabaris, turned out she was pregnant. Now, if she has a child, was necessary to do chalitza? No, Potter. Okay, let's. Okay, so now we're going to deal with that. Now it turns out she's pregnant. Beyolda, and she gave birth. Now, turns out she's <laughs> pregnant. Gave her chalitza. Okay, 
so far no harm done, other than the fact that the rabbi said chalitza is like grusha, meaning this. A grusha in a Torah cannot marry a coin, right? Also, another rule, a grusha means that she was married to this guy, Ruben, and the rules of him not marrying her family, for example, he can't marry her mother, he can't marry her daughter, right? Uh, those rules survive death. In other words, even if she dies, he can't marry her mother, he can't marry the daughter. The, uh, let's say the wife's husband died. Can she marry her father-in-law? No, that's his daughter-in-law, right? So the rules of not marrying each other's relatives continue. In fact, she can't marry his brother either, except in the case of Yibam. So, so understand something. When a person is married to somebody, he's forbidden from marrying her relatives and she's forbidden from marrying his relatives. Okay. That's in a case of marriage, let's say, and divorce or, or death. There's exceptions. For example, if his wife died, he can marry her sister. Or if her husband died and there were no children and he has a brother, you have Yibam. But basically, you can't, he can't marry her relatives, she can't marry her relatives, even if they die. Even if this, the husband dies, she can't marry his relatives. And if the wife dies, he can't marry her relatives. That's the general idea. That's by marriage and divorce. The rabbi said, chalitza is like a divorce. It's not really divorce, but it's like a divorce. And we're afraid if you allow things by chalitza, you allow them to grusha too. So for example, the rabbi said, a chalitza cannot marry a coin. The Torah doesn't say that. The Torah says a grusha, right? A coin can't marry a grusha. The rabbi said, chalitza is like that too. Not only is it like that she can marry a coin, but also chalitza, if she, if she got chalitza, she can't marry his relatives. You know, they were never really married, right? But it's like she was married and divorced. So she can't marry his relatives. For example, she can marry his father. His father is her daughter, like his daughter-in-law. And, and he can't marry his mother, her, daughter, her mother, her daughter. So those, that's the rules of chalitza and rabbana. Okay, but that's only when there's a real chalitza. What happens over here? He gave her chalitz, and then it turned out she's pregnant, and she gave a baby, and she had a baby. If let's say the baby is viable, and therefore it turns out that what that there was never any need for yibum or chalitza. Not only that, yibum would have been forbidden, forbidden on punishment of karas, right? Turned out she had a baby. So in this case, where she where she had a baby, so there was really no need for yibum or chalitza. In fact, yibum would have been forbidden, and no need for chalitza. Therefore, chalitza is meaningless, right? Canceled. It's canceled. It's a, it's a no, exactly. It's out. It's out. And therefore, he can marry her relatives. He can marry her relatives because he didn't really do chalitza to her, right? Why can he marry her relatives? His brother was married to her. His brother, who's dead, right? right? And she can't marry her brother's relatives. But this, but this guy, Shimon, right? Shimon can marry his dead brother's wife's relatives. There's nothing wrong with that because he didn't, there, he wasn't married to her. So he, he's, he's permitted to marry her relatives. He moved to she, she can marry his relatives as long as it's not her deceased husband's relatives, right? Let's say he has a, he has a brother or something from, the, from his mother's side or whatever. Also didn't give her, therefore she's also not a chalutza. She can marry a coin. Because the chalitz is meaningless. In this case, what happened? Ruvain died, and he had a brother Shimon who gave her chalitza, but it was not necessary. It's meaningless, and she's not really a chalitza. So if she wants to marry a coin now, she's okay. She's only an almana. She's not a she's not a grusha. She's not a chalitza. Ain't of 
But let's say the baby is not viable. The baby doesn't live. Now we say baby doesn't live, meaning either he died within 30 days of birth, that's called an AFO, or if you know that he did, wasn't a full-term baby. In those days, an eight-month baby was not considered full-term, was considered destined to die. So let's just say he didn't live 30 days. So ain't of the, today, we, the babies like that survive. Ain't of large shall kayama. Let's say the baby doesn't survive. So then, therefore, it turns out that the chalitza was a good chalitza, right? So who usher bekrovasel? He can't marry this Shimon now, who gave his gave his sister in law chalitza. So it's like they were married and divorced. So he can't marry her relatives. The usher because she can't marry his relatives. The pasmanakuna and she can't marry a coin subsequently. The chalitza is valid. The chalitza is valid. Now we're going to talk about. Oh, you're asking a good question. We say over here, he can't marry her relatives and she can't marry her relatives as if the chalitza is valid. Do you need another chalitza though now? In other words, he can't marry her because he gave her chalitza. So, you know, once he gave her chalitza and she didn't have any children, right? Turn out children. So he can't marry relatives. We're going to see in the Gemara though, that's a good question. They're seeing the Gemara that technically she needs another chalitza. That's going to be a, a, a subject of, of a debate in the Gemara. And we're going to come out tomorrow that you need a chalitza. She didn't. She needs another chalitza, either from him or his brother, because the chalitza that he gave while she was pregnant is not good. That's going to be a discussion in the Gemara. That's going to be basically what we're going to discuss today. Now, let's say he didn't give her chalitza. He married her. Shouldn't have done it. He should have waited a few months, right? Should have waited. He didn't wait. Couldn't, couldn't wait. So Akona says, Yevimto, he married her. Benim says, Meritone, that she's pregnant. Uh-oh. Uh, 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 okay, we'll talk about that. That's another issue, whose baby it is. Then this Muberis, the Yolda, and she gave birth. This Mansha, Vlad Shalkema, the baby's a viable baby. What does she, what does she do now? He's not permitted to marry her. It's Asa Shachshla of Malka Mitzvah. We've been left a child. You can't stay married to her. He has to throw, he has to divorce her. Vlad Shalkema, Yotzi, Bachevin Carbon. If he did it Bishogay, you know, he, he didn't do it on purpose. He thought he was doing a mitzvah. He didn't realize he had to wait. Right, or he waited three months, they were off by a couple of days, or whatever, or he waited the three months and it turned out he didn't think she was pregnant, she was pregnant, whatever it was, he has to bring her carbon, and that's it because he, he he lived with her in sin. He lived in sin through that she couldn't marry subsequently, she couldn't marry Cohen either because uh, she couldn't marry Cohen either because he, she lived with somebody who was puzzled to her, but that's not we're not discussing that. Let's say the baby doesn't survive. Then Yikayim. Then now, does Yikayim mean he has the option of marrying her? You see, this creates the great Moshe. We're going to discuss that in a minute. Is the chalitza or yibum done while she's pregnant? Is it valid at all, or you need another one? Okay, we said if if there's if the if the um, baby doesn't survive and he gave her chalitza, so maybe you have to do another chalitza. We'll discuss that in the Gemara. But he you know, he can't marry her relatives. She can marry his relatives. So therefore. In that sense, it's also, but you need another chalitza. Here too, by yibam, does he kind of mean he has to give her another yibam? Because when he slept with her the first time, she was pregnant, right? So he say, can he marry? You kind of could mean he has an option of marrying her. Or if you say, no, the first yibam was a good yibam, he kind of just simply means that he needs to get now if he wants to get rid of her. In other words, is the chalitza or the yibam done while she's pregnant? Is it valid or not? That's going to be our discussion. But either way, however we learn it, uh, if the Vlad doesn't exist, he can stay married to her. Suffolk ben Tishavish and Suffolk ben Shivalachman, your question, whose child is it, right? Let's say he, he married her after one month, right? And they had a baby. Um, 
So, so it could be the brothers, could be his. Suffolk Ben Tishlerushin, Suffolk Ben Shivel Achron, Yotzi Bavlad Kosher. Okay, what does that mean? Means if the if he's not sure whose baby it is, maybe he says, "Listen, listen, wait, hold, hold on a second. Turns out she's you know he, she's pregnant, but it was let's say at the three month mark, and then you don't know maybe it was his baby, maybe Reuven didn't really have any children, right? Maybe it's his baby. Now the baby is good either way. Why? If it's Reuven's baby, it's Reuven's baby. If it's Shimon's baby, then it turns out that he was supposed to do Yivam to her." Because his brother didn't leave anybody. So the kid's not a mamzer for sure, right? The kid's not a mamzer. It's just not just sure whose father is. But in a case like that, he has to divorce her anyway because maybe it was Ruben's baby and he's living with her in sin. He wasn't supposed to do Yibam, right? So, so far you're with me. So, he has to get rid of her. He has to give her a get effectively because maybe it's maybe it's Ruben's child, right? Now, the truth is, he, no, he has to give her a get because maybe it's his child. Think about it. If it's Reuben's child, then he lived with her in sin. No get is necessary because the marriage wasn't a good marriage. There's no yibum, right? So it's, it's, wow. so there's no the it's it's kedushin is not toface or there's no kedushin is no yibum. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 so that's the question that we said. So we said if the no, we said if there is a baby, if there is a baby, and uh, and he has to bring a carbon if if he knows that it's Reuben's. Let's say he, you understand? Let's say he, 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 um, he had, a, it's, let's say it's not a question if it's a seven month baby. You know, for sure it was Ruben's baby. He just made a mistake. Then he has to divorce and he has to bring a carbon. Otherwise, okay, uh, if, if though we're not sure, that's the Gemara's end, the mission ends up. He has to give her a get, meaning he has to give her a get because maybe it's his kid, but he has, to, why does he have to get rid of her at all? Because maybe it's Ruben's kid. Right, Vavlad Kosher, the Vlad Kosher, either way, because it's either Ruben's or his. The Vlad's for sure not a baby, he just doesn't know who his father is. They have to both bring an Ashim Tali. Ashim Tali, when they both did a Bishogi, I was thinking that if, let's say, he raped her, think about it, because we had Vayivam, you can do it forcefully. So if she didn't do if he raped her, it wasn't, she didn't even do it Bishogi, so she wouldn't bring a carbon. But let's say they consented and they got married right away. They couldn't, they decided they want to marry right away, and they didn't think about waiting the three months. And they're not sure now whose baby it is. So he has to get rid of her, give her a get, because maybe it's his, maybe maybe he married her legitimately. He did perform Yibam. And, uh, but he has to get rid of her either way. You don't know who the child is. And they bring an Ashton Tali. Ashton Tali means you bring a carbon if you're not sure if you sinned or not. If it turns out that it was really his kid, Shimon's kid, then he didn't sin, but he doesn't know that. Now today, you know, they do DNA, maybe they'd be able to figure that out, but that's how it was then. Okay, so we have all this issue. Now we're going to discuss Moshe's question of, do you need the Chalitza? Pardon? Moshe, this DNA for brothers is different. It's different, different. Yeah, even for twins, I think they say now they can differentiate. Even identical twins, somehow, well, we had that case here in the neighborhood, you know, with a uh, couple who was murdered back in 2011. Yeah. And, and it turns out that one of the twin sons was the murderer, and he tried to pin it on his brother, claiming they had the same DNA. Yeah. Oh, I remember it's my mother's my mother's neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that's what he claimed that it was close. I, I, I don't know. I think today I think they're able today to differentiate between identical twins. But either at that point, whatever the evidence was, he tried to pin it on him. Maybe he thought it was the same DNA. I don't know what the details were, but he tried to pin it on his brother and whatever, you know, <laughs> uh, classic. Uh, uh, all right, everything you see, everything is here. We have everything in our Israel. Itmar, a cholitz the muberes vipila. 
Okay, listen to this case. He gave her chalitza. He gave her chalitza. It turned out she was pregnant. And then she miscarried. So this gets into the question. So, okay, she miscarried. She doesn't need chalitza from the brothers. And the brothers can mean, there's some sheetas who say that once he gave her a bad chalitza because she was pregnant, the other brothers should do it. But Tosa says that menachem means the other brothers who didn't, that he has to give, he can give her chalitza or achim can mean the brothers of the deceased, of Reuben. In any case, so we have this question. He gave a chalitza. Rabbi Elchanan says he doesn't, she doesn't need chalitza, even though, in other words, if she, gave, she subsequently she did miscarry. So then you would need chalitza, right? But he gave her chalitza while she's pregnant. Is that a good chalitza? That was the question really you raised. Is that a good one? So Rabbi Elchanan says, no, that's a good chalitza. It turns out, it turns out retroactively that she didn't really have a child. So he gave her chalitza, it's fine. This is one of the few cases where we're going to paskin like Rishlokesh. Usually Rishlokesh, remember Rishlokesh, remember Rishlokesh was Makar Rishlokesh, Rishlokesh was a highwayman, and Rishlokesh and, and, and Rabbi Elchanan was Makar of him and taught him and gave him his sister to marry and all that. They were brothers-in-law at the end. And eventually, uh, uh, and, but Rabbi Elchanan always seemed, had the upper hand. He was the greater Tamachacham, and, and there are many machlokas in Trusha, so usually brother Rabbi Elchanan. We're going to see that this is one of the three cases where we pass like Rishlokish. So Rishlokish says Tzricha Chalitzman and Shil needs Chalitza because it's in Bel. Rabbi Elchanan ain't Tzricha Chalitzman. Chalitza muberish ma Chalitza bias muberish ma If you give Chalitza or Bia, if he married her, uh, if he married her while she's pregnant, it's still a good one. Now, what do we mean? What do we mean it's a good one? It, 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 if it turns out that it was Reuven's child, he has to get rid of her. But if it turns out that it was Shimon's child, or it's a Suffolk. Right, or it, it turns out, or, or let's say the child dies. The child dies. You say, was it a good be a while she was pregnant? Yeah, it is. It's good either way. That's Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says it's okay. The chalitza or or the bia of a pregnant woman works. It works. You don't need another chalitza in case the baby died, and uh, you don't need another yibum if the baby died. If you did yibum or chalitza and the baby died, she she miscarried or whatever. He says it doesn't count. It doesn't count. You need another one. What, what you did then doesn't work. Okay, it doesn't, you need a chalitza. Mike, what's machlo? Some say it's based on a pasuk. One says it's based on a spara. The Bach turns around the order, but I would just leave, read it in the Gemara the way we have it in our Gemara so as not to get confused. The spara is Rebbe Yomar. If Elio, Elio here in, in the sense of being a Navi, not in the sense of being a Tam Chachum, uh, you know, in the sense of being a Navi, he would come and say, the Omar, even though she's pregnant, he knows the future, she's going to, uh, she's going to miscarry. She's capable of being If you know, if Elio would tell us for sure, listen, she's going to, this baby's not going to uh, survive. So therefore, Ruben died with no children. You could do be a Mechalitza. Here also, we find out retroactively it's the same thing. Eliyahu would know if somebody would know. It's unknown to us, but it's known to it's known to God. It's not known. It's known to Nevi'im. That's good enough. Rishlaku says, If we can't know it now, it's not that we don't know. If it's not, it's not. We're not capable of being known. We don't know if it's going to survive or not since we can't. It's impossible for us to know. He doesn't say this to and therefore he says, Rishlaki says, the beer or the chalitza done on a pregnant woman doesn't count. Now, if she had a baby at the end, right? So we said, you know, uh, he's mutter turkrovim. If she had a baby at the end, there's no chalitza even required. But if the baby dies, or the baby doesn't survive, you need a yib more chalitza. Rishlaki says, you need another yib more chalitza. 
And then for the first one, in, in the case of marriage, uh, he, he, he'd have to marry, he'd have to perform Yibam in order to give her a get. According to Rabbi Yochanan, according to Rabbi Yochanan, if the baby dies and he had performed Yibam while she's pregnant, baby dies, all you need now is a get. You don't need another Yibam, right? Whereas, because according to Rabbi Yochanan, a chalitza or a Yibam done on a pregnant woman is valid. Is valid. According to Shlokish, it's not. Says if he doesn't have any children, he just right. At the end, he didn't have any children. He didn't have any children. Like he had before, it could have said without the yud. It means to check in carefully. In other words, yeah, but she's pregnant right now, and therefore you have to look at it very carefully. Misha said, "If the baby is not going, doesn't survive, he can't marry her relatives." If the baby doesn't survive, right? He says, no, in the second case, if if the baby doesn't survive, that means it was a good chalitza, apparently, and he can't marry her relatives, she can't marry his relatives. <coughs> he can't marry her relatives. According to me, it's a good chalitza. That's why it's because I say he gave her chalitza and what? And afterwards, the baby died. Right? So she's possible in Kuna. Why? Because it was a good chalitza. El but according to you, you say chalitza mabers loshma chalitza, am I possible? Why is he possible in Kuna? According to you, it's not possible. It's, it's a meaningless chalitza. Even though the baby died and you need another chalitza, but you said chalitza mabers, not a chalitza. You're right. Really, you don't need it. The rabbi just said it because we're afraid that people won't know that she's pregnant and people still think that a chalitza can marry a Kohen. So if you give any chalitza, chalitza, even though you have to give another one, still can it's only the chumrah. Chumrah biyamu. Some say that they, Rabbi Shlakish turned around the kasha on Rabbi Elchanan. Ain't of the same case. Who also because he can't marry her relatives? Yes, because she can't marry his relatives. According to me, I say the chalitza of a muberis is not a good chalitza. We're being machmer. Any case of chalitza, even if it's not a bell chalitza, because you need another one because the baby died, still don't marry a coin. And it says lechumra. It says pas malakuna lechumra. Velokdani ainat tzrichah chalitza. It doesn't say ainat tzrichah lesson. El didach, but ainat tzrichah lechitzim v'vayi. Why don't you just say if if she doesn't need another chalitza? According to you, he says if the vlad doesn't exist, why do you say also begavaseh pas malakuna? Just say you don't need another chalitza. If he gave chalitza to Muberis, according to your Biachlan, that's good enough. Just say ainat tzrichah mitzah ma'achni boyle. Amalei enachanam. You're right. It could have said that. By the Tanurisha, since the Tanurisha said low pas because the ratio was a case where he gave chalitza to the girl and what? And she was and when she was pregnant and the baby survived. When the baby survived, the chalitza is meaningless. So there it said, ain't a pasla. So it says, well, pasla, tananami seifa, pasla. So it's over here, pasla. But really could have just said, ain't a chalitza. So it's not a kasha. I'm just looking from the seifa now. When he performed yibam on her. He didn't wait three months, right? The husband died. They finished the shiva. He married her. Right? It says over there, if the baby doesn't survive, you can stay with her. You can't. You can just stay married to her because the baby didn't survive. According to me, I say the bia of a muberis is a good bia. Okay, it turns out the baby died. So they say, all you need now is a get. You don't have to do a bia again. But according to you, that the bia, according to you, Rishlakish, that the bia of a Mubaris is not a bia. So why do you say just stay married to her? Like, this, what do you mean, stay married? You got you to marry her now. 
because the first one didn't count. Yasser Kaim Borlai. And the Chamish says, "My Yikayim. Yikayim means Yasser Vivo Yikayim. The Losagi Belav Hachi. In other words, it's not enough just to assume. Right? Rashi explains the Lo Mifter Belo Bia Lachashit Pila. After giving the Im the Imlo Yasser Vivo, he can't give her a get. He can't stay married to her because he actually, you know, because he can't give her chalitza because he did he did sleep with her. What is he going to do? Give her a get now? A get he can't give her a get because he's not really married. The lomifter lo be a lachashikila efshimavu dim lo yachsuriva lo muslim mifter beget the einarim yachalotzi yivim. You can't get rid of a woman with a get. Elam kain kons unless he married her first. You can't just give her a get. The get's not going to work. Get works on maimer, but it doesn't work on stam. Elam kain kons atchila ubias muberes lo shmabia ubechalitza nami lo efshilam mifter since he did live with it, then he he did sleep with her. So you can't give her chalitza now once he did sleep with her. So he means over there, and you have to give her a beer again, right? So, so that's what he's saying. Some say that Rishlakish turns the same case against Rishlakish. The baby doesn't survive after he what? After he performed Yibam on the woman, it turned out she was pregnant, and the baby doesn't survive. You can't, we can stay married to her. has to give her. Be again now. You can't you can't get rid of her without give without getting married to her. You can, you already gave her. You, you can't give her chalitza now because you slept with her, and you can't give her just a get because you're not married to her. You have to marry her. But according to you, boy, like should have just said, listen, okay, you gave her. According to you, or Biachan, Biachan says that a bia of umuveris is considered a bia, right? It's considered a, 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 a bia, and you're actually performing. So you could say, why do you say you kind like you got to marry her again now? You got to sleep with her again? You could say now, Rossi, well, say if you want to give her again, Rossi, if you want to stay married to her, Zanachanam Biachan says that's what it means. Since the Rasha says Yotzi, what does that mean? If the baby survived. Right, if he if he married her and the baby survived, he has to get rid of her now because because Eishach Shlomo commits him. Turns out Reuben had a child. So Tananami say for Yikaim. Meisvei. Now we come to a different case. Hakonos is even to listen carefully to this case. Hakonos is even to he married a nimsum uberes. So turns out she's pregnant. Harezu lotinos etzarosa. The tzara, the co-wife, this co-wife, she shouldn't get married yet. Right? Shemi evlad ben kriyama because maybe maybe the child will be a valid child. Right, right. Does that make sense? Huh? Just saying. Just the opposite. If she has a baby, if if Leah has a baby, then for sure the tsar should go free. This is more Adaraba. Vlad ben Kayama. If the baby, if she has a viable baby, Mifter Sarasa, the tsar is part from Yibim. She can marry Lashuk. Right. Learn it. Learn it this way. Maybe the baby won't survive. Okay. So what if the baby doesn't survive? The baby doesn't survive. Then he performed Yivam on the first one, right? If Bia's is a Bia, Amilo Tinasa, why can't the Tsargam Amilo Tanasa Sarasa Tifter Babia Shokaberta? This guy, Shimon performed Bia on Leah, right? On Leah the sister-in-law. What are you worried about the Tsara? If the baby survives, right? If the baby survives, then for sure she's Mutlumershuk. And if the baby doesn't survive, according to Bialchan, he already performed Yibam on. On Leah, so either way, so the tsar should be should be free to marry. So if if you're right, according to me, Rishlakesh makes sense. Why? According to Rishlakesh, makes sense. Why? Because the B of Mubaris doesn't count, and maybe the baby won't survive, right? And therefore, she's the tsar can't get married until one of them has a valid yibmor chalitza, 
Amar Abaya, so Abaya says, Bebiya kuli amala pliyid lo pati, you're right. Bebiya for sure doesn't work. Bebiya mubaris doesn't work, even according to Bechlam. Ki pliyid bechalitza, that's, this is only a half million. Maybe they're all talking about chalitza, Bechlam, so bechalitza, mubaris, 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 but Bebiya mubaris doesn't count. That's why the tzara shouldn't get married, because maybe the baby won't survive, maybe the baby won't survive, and you still need a valid yib more chalitza. But the chalitza of mubaris, Bechlam, would work, like we said before. Neither one is good. They go together. You can't say Rishlakish makes sense. There's no be of embarrassed doesn't work, Khalitza embarrassed doesn't work. How can you say Rabbi Yochan holds the Khalitza of embarrassed was does work and the Bia doesn't work? Doesn't make sense. Okay, again, Shimon married Leah, and it turns out that Leah was pregnant. So the Tsara, Sara, whatever her name was, shouldn't get married. Shemi Evlad ben Kayama, because maybe the baby will survive. Yes, but if the baby survives, certainly she can get married. Yes, but because if the baby survives, if she has a viable baby, then everybody agrees that the bia doesn't do anything. Here's the problem. The problem is that the bia or the chalitza doesn't accomplish anything. Either there's a baby, the baby's a baby, the baby doesn't release them from getting married until he's born. That's what he's adding on over here. And Rashi says in the second line, the second or third line, Everybody agrees. Normally, yes, but if the blood lives, the bia didn't count. The time of Rabbi Yochanan, why? What's Rabbi Yochanan's reason why he says that the bia Because if Elio would come and tell us the baby's not going to survive, you know, that uh, we there's not, there's no baby. So it's like now also there's no baby. If the baby's going to survive, it doesn't work. So the bia doesn't help. The bia does is, is not a bia. The chalitza is not a, if you did chalitza, it's not a chalitza. Either is a baby. The baby doesn't talk to them until that later. So it turns out this is what he's saying. If Shimon performed yibam on Leah, and it turns out she's pregnant, the tzara shouldn't get married. Why? Because maybe the baby will survive. And then the baby, the baby doesn't patra until later on. Tanya Kavasa Rava. What potters are from getting married? What potters are? The bia of the bia of or the chalitza of a valid child of, of a of a, a full-term pregnancy of a valid child, and the child's gonna survive, does not work according to everybody. So the Gemara now says, time with a shemi vlad ben ben kayama. But if the blood doesn't survive, then it says it. Maybe the baby will survive, and, and it's not going to potter later on. But if the baby doesn't survive, right? Then, then she would be potter. Then she would be, so that's a proof to Rabbi Yochanan that the bia of a muberis is a good bia. That's against Rish Lakish. No. This is how you have to learn it. Because maybe the baby will not survive, and not survive. It doesn't count. And as maybe the baby won't survive, and you still need to perform bia or even more chalitza. I want you to go according to the rov. 
Vlad Mai, most people have a valid child, a, a viable child, Vlad Mai Yeldam, right? Vlad ain't a potash or lolom. The Vlad doesn't uh, doesn't pot to them until until they come out of the world. So Rabbi Yochanan or Shlakish can eat, either one can learn this Mishnah properly. Still, though, what I said at the beginning, this is a case we're going to see tomorrow. This is one of the few cases where we possibly like that the Bia or Chalitza of a Muberas does not count. Even Rabbi Yochanan would hold, if the baby survives, for sure it, it doesn't count. The Bia is not going to count. It's not going to help. It's not going to no, no, even if the baby survives, even doesn't work. The Bia doesn't help. And the Chalitza is meaningless. Everybody holds that. But if the baby doesn't survive, there we have Machlokas. Was the Bia or Chalitza good or not? And Rishlakish holds it's not. It's not. And and um, and you need another Yibim or or Chalitza subsequent uh, subsequently. But even we said, how do we learn that Mishnah? It says because maybe the baby will survive, right? But uh, maybe right? according to Rishlakish to say maybe the Vlad will not survive, and you still need Chalitza or Yibim, right? And even if you say maybe the baby will survive. Baby's only going to pot to them after the baby is born. All right, we'll pick it up here yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. If he gives her, she's pregnant, uh, he gives her chalitza. Mm-hmm. And it's meaningless. So after the baby is makayama, right? Could he marry? No, her? no, he can't. Even there, you can't because once he, once he himself did chalitza, once he rejected her, he said, you shouldn't marry her again. You need another fleet, so you couldn't marry again. Yeah.